Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org match to maximize your gift today. This is Florida Matters, I'm Matthew Petty. Tampa Bay is known for its white sand beaches, access to outdoor recreation and historical sites and cultural attractions. With gas prices soaring this summer, residents may be rethinking their summer vacation plans and taking a staycation instead. So Florida Matters is taking a trip off the beaten path for a closer look at some of the hidden gems that tourists and locals may not know about. We reached out to our audience for some ideas on staycation standbys in the Tampa Bay region and we'll talk about those on the show. We also have some suggestions from the team here at WUSF. For more, we're joined by Kristen Hare. She's a journalist and author of 100 Things to Do in Tampa Bay Before You Die. Well, for a start, let's hear from David Downing. He's the former CEO of Visit St. Pete Clearwater, now in the private sector. And David says he was asked this question a lot of times in his former role. Where are the best spots to visit in the region? And he had some suggestions for us, but he also had this to say about summer vacations and the impact of the economy on tourism. You know, in, in this economy particularly, it's really nice to be able to support the people who live near you, to support local. And when you travel local, by and large, you support local. And the second one is really the carbon footprint. This is a big conversation in tourism and tourism marketing right now is how do we have a responsible carbon footprint? So it's part of the conversation. Uh, and a lot of people will travel and make those decisions based upon things like supporting local and carbon footprint and helping your local economy. So it's a mix of reasons for people doing staycations. So that's David Downing, former CEO of Visit St. Pete Clearwater. Well, Kristen, people are hankering to get out and about after two years plus of the pandemic, not that it's over just yet. But do you get the sense that, like David said, in this economy, there could maybe be a surge of staycations over the summer because of everything else going on? For sure. And, and, and then you can add into that that, you know, fuel prices and um, that airline travel right now is a mess. Yeah. And we happen to live in the place where the rest of the world vacations. So I like to remind people, don't let the tourists have all the fun. This is literally the best place in the world to live and to visit. And so, like, make the most of it. There's so many good things here to do. And that leads into my next question nicely. I mean, your book is a guide for visitors and for locals. So I'm wondering, I mean, are there some things that you kind of don't want to put in the book or maybe just keep to yourself? No, I do. I put everything in the book and I'm always looking for those things that people didn't know about or a few people knew about. Um, One really good example that I was just at last weekend is Lithia Springs. So, you know, everybody knows that Florida has gorgeous springs. A lot of them are an hour or more of a drive. Lithia Springs is in Lithia, that's Fishhawk Ranch. And uh, it's like $2 to get in per car, three to, to swim. And it is a swimming hole. The water is freezing cold. It's always full of people, but they're, they're being careful with it. And, you know, it's right around the corner from a pretty popular suburban neighborhood. And a lot of people don't know about it or don't bother to turn down the road and, you know, drive down and buy their ticket and go in. It's a really great hidden treasure here. Well, let's hear some other staycation suggestions. Here's WUSF's Sue Giles Wontuck. There's so much to see and do in the Tampa Bay region, but one of my favorite spots is called the Replay Museum in downtown Tarpon Springs. It's filled with people from elementary schoolers to retirees. 
playing their favorite games like Ms. Pac-Man and Galaga and Centipede and pinball machines line the walls. Check it out. That's WSF Sue Giles Wontuck. One of our listeners also wrote in, Thea Whitehead, who hails from Wasilla, Alaska, recommends Wiki Watchy. And then there's Todd Bates from St. Petersburg. He had this to say, My favorite destination isn't a place, it's the journey. I love traveling the old tourist routes in our area, seeking out signs of the past. I've been documenting old neon signage for years now, with the Tampa Bay area being one of my favorite sign hunting grounds. And you can also see some of Todd's work on his website, vintageneonproject.com. So Kristen, all of these suggestions tap into like a sense of nostalgia, whether about old Florida or just something more universal. Uh, first of all, what can you tell us about the Replay Museum in Tarpon Springs? This is a new one to me, and I'm so happy that Susan told us about it. I was just in Tarpon Springs and would absolutely have gone if I'd known about it. I have uh, a gamer mm-hmm. and, uh, well, two kids who love to play video games, and I'm a Gen Xer and grew up with Ms. Pac-Man. So that is a fantastic thing. There's also a bar in Seminole Heights uh, full of old, um, old video games, the big ones, that is a really fun place to go. But that sense of nostalgia is, I think, something that we can all um, appreciate when we see it clear-eyed and remember that old Florida has lots of different layers. And, you know, the ones that we want to engage with as tourists are usually things that remind us of what this place looked like before, you know, strip malls and uh, towering condos. What about WikiWatch? I mean, this is a classic, and for people who haven't experienced it, how would you describe it? What's that like? So WikiWatchy is probably one of the best ways to time travel. Um, I do recommend if you're going to go, you get there early because it will hit capacity fast. So, you know, don't wait. It's not an afternoon destination. It's a get up and go destination. But you get to not only swim in this gorgeous, cold, clear water. We really like tubing and um, snorkeling and, and looking for the sheep's head fish. But then you get to go into this theater that is underground. And when there's just something magical that happens when the curtains open up and the mermaids swim by and um, they do shows. And it's beautiful and it's cheesy and it's you know, sort of it's comfort food for the tourist soul, I think. There are some other places in the Tampa Bay region, I'm sure, that sort of play to people's sense of nostalgia. You mentioned that that bar, which kind of has some of those games we were talking about. What else would you recommend for people looking to get a fix of old Florida or play on their sense of nostalgia? For sure, go see a movie at the Tampa Theater and make time to take the tour. It is one of the few movie palaces that remains in the country. We're so lucky to have it. And they have a summer movie series now. They're playing movies like Pulp Fiction. Um, It is just a gorgeous place to go. Another place that I really love is the Carnival Museum in Gibsonton. This is a warehouse full of rides, costumes, sort of everything you could think of, old sign bars, old signs from the carnival. And it's just fascinating and reflects the culture of Gibson Town, uh, you know, where many of the people who worked at carnivals used to stay and still do uh, in the off season. Another one that I really love is Warm Mineral Springs. And that is probably an hour south, slightly south of Sarasota, depending on where you're coming from. And Warm Mineral Springs is the name of the town and the name of the springs. And it is a warm spring 
uh, full of minerals. I was like 12 or $15 to go for the day, full of people who believe it's the fountain of youth and take a noodle. It is a really fun thing to do. And, and you just, you do get a sense in these places that history just continues to repeat itself every day. One more that I really love is, uh, and this is another small day trip in Lakeland, the campus of Florida Southern is the only campus, college campus that Frank Lloyd Wright built. And it feels to me like living art. It is, it is a functioning college campus. It is certainly built in the style that Wright built his work in. And it's just a really neat place to go. You can take a self-guided tour, but I always recommend you take the guided tour to get into buildings and get the stories that you wouldn't otherwise discover. Yeah, that is an amazing uh, spot. I was there a couple of years ago with my family and it's, I mean, it's it's beautiful. You can go inside the chapel and kind of see those amazing stained glass windows. But you're right, it's like walking through an architectural model. It's just like stunning. Yes. One more that um, if you love WikiWatchy might be worth a visit is Legoland. Now, you know, Legoland is its own fun thing. It's great with little kids. But Legoland was built on the grounds of Cypress Gardens and in Winter Haven. And there's a little corner of Legoland that's still devoted to Cypress Gardens. In fact, you'll know you're there when you see the giant Lego lady with the hoop skirt on. <laughs> that's the place to know where it is. But, you know, this was for, um, for decades a place where ski stunt shows were the main thing people were coming to see. The Legos at Legoland, the Lego guys still have ski shows because they're carrying on that tradition. So it's a really interesting mix of old and new. Well, here's another recommendation that's a little bit off the beaten path, and this is for people who like board games. Hi, I'm Dalena Miller, and one of my favorite places to visit in the Tampa Bay area is a little gym in downtown Zephyr Hills, Your Turn Board Game Cafe. The cafe has about 2,000 board games, with family favorites and classics like Monopoly and Scrabble, to games like Settlers of Catan, Zombicide, and more. My partner Joe and I like to spend Sunday afternoons settling in with a good game, a cold beer, and a couple scoops of ice cream. Board games can be expensive, and your turn gives us the opportunity to try games before we buy them or return to play our favorites. You can also rent out the cafe for special events. When my partner launched his own role-play game on Kickstarter, a bounty hunter RPG called Lawman, we were able to host a launch party there for a really reasonable price. I can't recommend Your Turn Board Game Cafe enough. The pay-to-play and membership prices are reasonable, the owners and employees are friendly, and the board game selection is unparalleled. It's WUSF's Daylena Miller with that recommendation. What about this one, Kristen? Is, is this a place that you've had the opportunity to visit yourself? It's not, but I have to tell you, I'm not surprised that WUSF reporters are showing me new things that I need to add to the list. I will say as a parent, I really love this suggestion from Daylina because, you know, if you have a kid and they're old enough, they have a phone and that they're probably glued to their screen all the time. Ungluing them from that screen and sitting down together to play a board game is a really neat experience. It reminds me of the public places in you know, different cities in Miami and Cuba and South America where people gather and play dominoes or in New York where they play checkers or chess. I just think it's a, a great way to sort of share community with people and in my case, get your kids off their phones. Another thing too, I mean, not everybody wants to spend all their time outdoors on summer vacation, right? And you have mentioned some already, but are there some other sort of spots like indoor destinations or cultural highlights where people can 
get out of the sun or off the beach for a bit. Yeah, for sure. I love the Circus Museum in Sarasota, the, the Ringling. Um, there is gorgeous outdoor grounds, which you can actually tour for free. But the museum itself is beautiful. The Cadizan, the, the house where John and Mabel Ringling lived, is someplace that you can tour and is opulent. I really love the tour of the Vinoy in downtown St. Pete. That is another one of our beautiful pink palaces. And it's really fun to have an excuse to walk through the halls and hear the stories. They will not tell you ghost stories on that tour. You got to look them up yourself, but you can also add in a brunch at their beautiful restaurant. I love the Tampa Firefighters Museum downtown. It was the original, one of the original firehouses. This is a great thing to do if you have little kids and something where you can take them, they can dress up and play and you can look around and, and cool down a little bit. And Bach Tower in Lake Wales. It's a little bit of a drive and that's mostly outside, but an iconic cultural thing to do. And then one that my family just did a couple weeks ago while I was on vacation, it's not in my book, but I really loved it, was Fairground St. Pete, which is this incredibly interesting, immersive art experience that you go through. I recommend that you pay the upcharge for one person and get the scavenger hunt that you can do together to extend your time there in the very refreshing air conditioning and just appreciate all of the quirky and interesting things they built there for us to discover. You're listening to Florida Matters. We're talking about staycation destinations around the Tampa Bay region with Kristen Hare, author of 100 Things to Do in Tampa Bay Before You Die. We'll be back with more in a moment. Welcome back to Florida Matters. I'm Matthew Petty. Gas prices are soaring, inflation is making everything a little more expensive, and a staycation may be a good option for the summer. So we're talking with Kristen Hare, author of 100 Things to Do in Tampa Bay Before You Die, about some of the spots on her list. We also heard from some of you about places off the beaten path where you'd like to go, or places you like to show visitors to the Tampa Bay region. Well, of course, the Tampa Bay region is renowned for its beaches, and sometimes the best summer vacation is the most obvious one, get out on the water or hit the beach. Listener Rajesh Tharmaraj from Tampa wrote to us to recommend Pasa Grill Beach, Another Tampa resident, Annie Nussbaum, likes Ginny Springs, Anna Maria Island, and Casey Key. And if you can't get out of the city, you can still access the water. Let's hear about one popular spot in St. Petersburg. I'm Mary Shedden, WUSF News Director. This summer, I'm heading to one of the spots I love to share with out-of-town visitors, the St. Pete Pier. Since reopening in May 2020, I've grown really fond of this place that once was a little more than an outdated set of tourist shops and a concrete fishing outpost. It's my go-to place to meet folks for a sunset stroll or an early morning cup of coffee. For the price of public parking, you can hit Spa Beach, you can watch sailboats cruise the bay, or you can take kids to the splash pad. The public artwork and local vendors are a nice reminder why so many people use our community for their getaways. I do have one summertime warning. The pier doesn't offer as many trees as I would like, but the shaded spots and air-conditioned outposts along the park help a lot. Have fun. So that's WSF's News Director Mary Shedden with that recommendation for the St. Pete Pier. Well, Kristen, the pier's got a lot of things to offer to people of all ages. What are some of the highlights in your book? 
We love, my family and my kids are older. They love the playground at the pier. It is such a special place. It's also a really great place for all ages because they have the trolley and it gets you from one end to the other. So as Mary said, right now it is hot and there the trees there are very young. There are some, some spots where you can seek a little bit of shade, lots of bars and restaurants, but the trolley will get you from one end to the other and make sure nobody has heat stroke. So I think that the pier is really special. I also think, you know, just like St. Pete got a makeover with the pier, uh, Tampa is really lucky that we got a makeover of Channel Side with Sparkman Wharf. It's another great place to go, get a cold drink, have something good to eat. Um, it's a, it's my go-to as a Tampa resident when people come to visit, we always head over to Sparkman to um, spend a little time, look at the water and enjoy this place where we live. What about some beaches then? What what are the beaches that people gravitate to? Maybe some that people aren't so familiar with, but are worth uh, going off the beaten path a little bit or taking a bit of time in the car if you, if you want to do that. So I have to admit, I never met a beach I didn't like. I, I like them all. They're all different. I think just like parks and um, you know, restaurants, we all find our favorites. Um, I want to co-sign Pasigrill. It is um, close and it is not one of those beaches that's full of high rises. So if you can find parking, again, go early. Um, we love to go up to the rooftop of the hurricane or um, go sit out at Paradise Grill, have something to eat. Um, it's easy to get from your car to the beach and back. There are public restrooms and places to rinse off your feet. I also really love Anna Maria. When we do go and stay at the beach for a couple days, that's a place we try to stay in Anna Maria around Bradenton Beach. Both are really special and are full of restaurants and shops. And it's not so developed yet that it feels like it's an unfriendly place to go. So those are two of my personal favorites. And it's nice to know that there are some spots, even though the Tampa St. Pete area, the Tampa Bay region is pretty heavily populated. There are some spots you can go not too far away where it still feels kind of remote, right? Yeah, you can definitely feel like when you're there, like you're on a vacation. One of the places that I really love, again, this is a day trip, to really feel remote, though, is going kayaking in Apopka. So Apopka is um, just outside of Orlando. So, you know, again, plan accordingly. You're going to hit that Disney traffic. But um, you can kayak King's Run Landing. And so you're on a spring. The first half of it is all upstream. Uh, so it's hard work, but it's gorgeous. And then the way back, you can just relax and let the current do all the work. That's something that I've done repeatedly since uh, exploring it for my book and will continue to do. In fact, when we get in the car to go kayaking, the first thing my family asks is, are we going to a popka?" <laughs> and so it's definitely a place that we love. Well, some other outdoor recommendations that came from our listeners include Devil's Den. Now, this is a spring near Gainesville. Uh, Sarasota resident Rhea Urban writes, technically not Tampa Bay, but it's too cool. Um, there's also the Jungle Prada Tour, and this is on the side of a Tokubaga Indian village, which St. Petersburg resident David Anderson suggested. Kristen, first of all, um, what do you know about the Jungle Prada Tour? What can you tell us about that? That's not one that I know of. I'm, I'm adding it to my list of places to explore for edition number four. But I did add Devil's Den in this edition. I have about mm -hmm. 13 or 14 day trips. And Devil's Den remains among the favorite. It's in Williston. So it's a, a good drive through horse country, a beautiful drive. And um, you're swimming in a cave and, you know, snorkeling. It pays to make reservations to make sure you can go if you are a snorkeler. 
or I mean a scuba diver you can um you can always get in it's just sort of magical there's a tree growing above the opening in the sky and the water is blue there's a resident turtle there and the lovely gardens right next door cedar um gardens that you can also go visit mm-hmm. and it was built in an old rock quarry and it is now three levels there's a waterfall there are flamingos swans it's a really neat place to go and and just thinking about some of the the parks kind of around the cities too what what do you recommend and what do you like about some of the um the green areas within the city limits so we love lettuce lake park and my family go out on the boardwalks and and the last time we were there we saw probably a dozen baby gators which was thrilling and a little bit scary. Um, A little bit out of our borders is Mayaka River State Park. That's a special place to go. Again, take the boat tour. You're going to see a thousand alligators and learn more about them than you ever probably knew you needed to know. There's also a really neat tree canopy walkway, which is a special thing uh, to to take little kids to. In Plant City, my all-time favorite park is uh, Medard Park. This is a reclaimed phosphate mine, and they planted some oak trees uh, decades ago when they reclaimed it. And the water, you know, from our frequent rainfalls has washed all of the soil away. And so the roots of the trees at this park are above ground, and it's kind of a magical place oh, wow. to go. Again, 2 to $3 cash. One thing to remember when you're going to any of our parks, and, you know, like our beaches, I haven't met any that I don't like, uh, but you're usually going to have to pay cash to get in. So stick a couple bucks in your glove compartment make sure you have some extra change on you because a lot of them do not take debit or credit cards well eating is another great way to experience the culture of a place and the tampa bay region has some obvious go-to's when it comes to food places where you can get for example an authentic cuban sandwich here's a suggestion though from david downing in st petersburg that might not be on everyone's radar when you look at some place like the chataway on fourth street south and 22nd south uh, it's been there for 50, 60 years. It is not downtown per se. It's not the sparkling part of downtown. It's kind of the forgotten part of downtown on the very fringe of downtown. It's owned by the same family for the entire time. They're from Great Britain. Um, there is a tea room there, uh, believe it or not, to go in and have high tea. You have to call ahead for that. Otherwise, it's just a crushed shell parking lot. It's pink bathtubs of all sizes, clawfoot and shapes, stuffed full of palm trees. Simple service, simple food. Sometimes there's live entertainment, sometimes there's not. Sometimes they're closed for for no reason, it's cash only. Uh, But it really is a slice of what St. Pete and really what old Florida uh, feels like today and felt like then. That's David Downing talking about the Chataway in St. Pete. And coming back to that theme of kind of experiencing a slice of the old Florida. Kristen, what are some of the other culinary highlights of the Tampa Bay region? I really do love the Chataway. I love that he mentioned that. Um, one of the places that uh, is new to this edition is um, the Citrus Place in Terracea. This is a place run by third generation citrus farmers and you can get fresh or frozen orange juice and the key lime pies they make are phenomenal. I also really love Parksdale Farm Market in Plant City. This place is famous and has been on Food Network for their um, strawberry shortcake and their strawberry milkshakes. La Segunda is something I think everybody everybody who's been here long enough knows, but if you've ever eaten at a Columbia restaurant and enjoyed their amazing uh, crunchy Cuban bread, that's where it comes from. And you in St. Pete now have a location of one too, not just in Tampa. I really love West Tampa Sandwich Shop. This was a new addition to the book. They have a, a Cuban sandwich that 
Uh, former President Obama tried when he was there. It includes honey, so they renamed it for him. It's the best Cuban I've ever had. And another classic place to go is Bricados. Um, that is a place where you're going to get devil crab. Again, not something I'm going to have, you know, on a Tuesday night, but when you're up for a culinary adventure. One more place that is not Old Florida, but is certainly uh, a transporting place to go is the Thai market that happens on Sunday on the Palm River. And that's at Wat Tampa. It is uh, a Thai Buddhist temple and every Sunday they have a market. Um, it is a place that you need to take cash, but you're going to get some of the most authentic Thai food and you can enjoy it on the picnic benches right there under the shade of the trees on the Palm River. I have to say too, just thinking back to Parksdale Farms, just walking around the dining area there is a real trip back in time. And you talked about, um, you know, President Obama stopping in that sandwich shop. There's there's photographs at Parksdale of former presidents. It's it's become a kind of a popular spot for uh, campaigns. So it's really just interesting getting a, a slice of uh, Florida history and political history there as well. Yeah, I think all the bushes have been there and their photos are up on the wall. There is a strawberry throne, which you absolutely must go and, and take a photo in. They also happen to sell really great local produce and food. I, it's become my go-to spot for houseplants because they have beautiful and really affordable houseplants too. Kristen, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you'd, you'd like to mention? You know, my I just want to recommend that people approach taking staycations and, and touring around Tampa Bay with the eyes of a tourist. You know, try to see things with fresh eyes, get off of the highways, take back roads, you know, turn your GPS off, get a little lost. I am constantly discovering new things when I let myself stay open to them. And always pack your sense of humor. This is Florida. We have a lot of weird things. Most of them are good. Take your sense of humor with you so you can really appreciate the strange and wonderful place where we live. How many editions of 100 Things has has there been under your watch at least? This is the third edition. And how often do you update it? About every two years at this point, I think. It must be two. And I imagine it must be quite tricky narrowing down the list because... Uh, there's so much to see and do in the Tampa Bay region. And some of the places you mentioned are getting out further out of field beyond Tampa Bay too. So how do you kind of make that decision and cull the list down to just 100? I've accepted that I'll never get them all. And so having the chance to do new additions allows me to kind of approach things, you know, and, and get the things I missed. And with every edition, I have been making lists like I have today with WUSF staff of things that I should know about that I didn't before that I want to check out between now and when I write the next edition, which I hope that I'll get to do. And the pandemic really changed the lens of what I wanted to include in this book. It needed to be epic. It needed to be unforgettable. And it needed to be someplace that you would want to visit and revisit with people that you miss and love and want to reconnect with. And so what I hope this book can be for people is a chance to rediscover not just Tampa Bay, but also some relationships that have, you know, taken a hit in the pandemic once people feel comfortable and safe being out in public again, which we know is an everyday calculation, there's a lot of great places to go have adventures and reconnect. What's one trip in the Tampa Bay region that you're really looking forward to this summer, Kristen? 
one trip that I'm really looking forward to is is kayaking. And I'm going to stay vague because I don't yet know where I'm going to go. But my 14-year-old son, Max, has decided that we need to, as a family, go kayaking once a month. So we're compiling a list of great places to go kayaking. A few weeks ago, we went up to Tarpon Springs and kayaked at Sunset Beach, which was fabulous. And we're trying to come up with a collection and then tick them off the list. So if people have favorite kayak spots, I would love to hear about them. Well, Kristen Hare is the author of 100 Things to Do in Tampa Bay Before You Die. Kristen, thanks so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you. And that's Florida Matters for this week. You can find us online at wusfnews.org or via Facebook or Twitter. Search for Florida Matters. Denora Prevost is our producer. I'm Matthew Petty. Thanks for listening.